Education of our children doesn't begin and end at academia. There is a spiritual responsibility on each parent and teacher to nurture and train a young soul spiritually. This is called Chinuch. Join Rabbi G every Monday at 2 p.m. as he explores education and Chinuch for parents and teachers. Torah isn't education, it's transformation. Quite interesting. Times, uh, I'd say probably the first time we are doing like Weimar in such a different way of different. We are far from our communities, we are far from our schools, we are far from uh, anybody that we usually uh, celebrate like Weimar with. It is so different. I mean, if we look at our community here in Johannesburg, when we uh, generally have like Boimer fires with every shul has their own, every community. We go out. And today it's different. Today we got to connect and got to be part of like with Shimon Baruchai in a very different way. Almost, I'd say, isolation with connection. I don't know how to even phrase it. Uh, very, very interesting times. I was thinking about what to discuss today in the show. As you know, since uh, we've been in lockdown for the past few weeks with the whole corona situation, um, we try to be very, very practical um, in what we can um, in order to give practical stuff uh, to do with our families to go through these days in a very um, uplifting way, in a very uh, beneficial way, and just enjoy these these and see what we can do in order to make um, the special the special unique historical times that we're at uh, to make them work for us, to make them different, to make them uh, days of accomplishment. So today, I've asked to join me uh, a tour guide, an educator and a tour guide from Israel, very welcoming, very professional. And what I'd like to discuss with him is how do we take these times and days of connecting uh, to the special holiday that's happening today, connecting to um connecting to Rabbi Akiva, connecting to all these things that we need to connect from our home, from our living room, from our garden. How can we do that? Uh, and I especially want to speak to him because I'm speaking to somebody who every year has his tours and is connecting through the land, um, somebody who takes tours throughout of Israel consistently, licensed tour guide, and he knows, and he, he's been in the field, he's been at uh, unseen, as we say, and now he as well has to do it far from the sites and has got to find a way to connect through distance. So I think for more introduction, before we continue, uh, I think I'm going to go straight into the interview. And then later on, after the interview, we'll discuss about other things happening in the community. But for now, <clears throat> good afternoon, Benny Berlin. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Okay, very interesting historical times, I'd say, of... Uh, specifically now that we're trying to celebrate and connect to a nation and to a journey into times through isolation and through distancing. How do we do that? 
That's a very good question, because we are usually accustomed to going out and being together as a community, whether it's in Miron, where the center of occasions are happening at these times in previous years, or each and every community on its own, uh, with the bonfire, with the different traditions that each and every community has around Lag Bomer, and now we have to do it alone. But uh, and that's a very big challenge. So before we go into the challenge, tell me a bit about what you normally do. What would you do as a tour guide, as somebody who goes throughout the country? What would you do in a, in a normal year, like you've done last year, like please God you'll do next year? So uh, in normal years, this is uh, high season. This is a time we enjoy many, many groups, hundreds of thousands of people that arrive each and every summer into Israel. Just this past year, we crossed uh, the margin of 4.5 million tourists that arrived into Israel. And uh, and a really enormous amounts of uh, people arrive each and every summer. And this is the time that we go north, south, go to the heart, to Jerusalem, Tel Aviv, all of these nature sites, historical sites, all these incredible places that Israel has to offer us. And uh, now, unfortunately, we have to try and show this virtually to all of those who cannot join us in the field. The reason I'm talking to you now is because my assumption was that, unfortunately, uh, touring Israel, getting the learning of Israel, connecting, understanding, like all these things are just things that this year we won't be able to celebrate. And then I crossed... Uh, last night, uh, uh, an amazing uh, show uh, talk that you gave about the Jewish uh, tradition, about Bar Kochava and about Israel, and I realized there is what to do and there is how to do it. And I'd like to discuss with you what can our listeners do. And if any parent listening to you now, any mother, and she says, you know, like about Imer, it's just going to be a normal day, and we don't want it to be just a normal day. How can we bring the Land of Israel, the connection, the tradition, who Rabbi Akiva was, who Rabbi Shumar was, these people into our homes. Right. So, uh, so what I thought, especially the idea behind of, uh, the talk that, uh, that you heard last night was bringing the ideas to the people wherever they are. And since we have the tools to do it, uh, with all the technology, then, uh, then we're actually capable of bringing a little bit or whatever we can from Israel over to the different houses wherever people are uh, around the world. And, uh, and we really put together two, uh, two pieces that relate to Lagba Omer and, uh, things that we definitely can celebrate each one of us in their own houses with the family. Should we go to the first example? Yes, let's go. Okay. So I want to take you, I want to take you over to the city of David. I don't know how many of you have been to the city of David, but the city of David is where Jerusalem was founded as a capital of the Jewish people, of the people of Israel, way long back ago, 3,000 years ago with King David. And uh, it's an incredible place, an incredible place to go, walk around, and really be connected to the roots of our people. But one of the things that I like to do with people over there is to talk about the why question. Why Jerusalem? What was it about Jerusalem that made King David move over there? And, uh, and the answer 
it has to do with a lot with what we celebrate in Lag Boimer. Jerusalem is the border, is the border between two very special and unique tribes, the tribe of Binyamin, Benjamin, and the tribe of Yehuda, Judah. Benjamin is the tribe which the king, Saul, Shaul HaMelech, comes from. Yehuda is the tribe that King David belongs to. And King David asks himself a question. I would like to unite the people. I want that all 12 tribes of Israel would be united around one center. Where is that, where is that city going to be located? And when he looks at the map, he says there's only one place that will be able to unite the people. Only one place in the entire world that will be able to do that, and that is Jerusalem. That is the border between those two tribes that was not divided between the 12 tribes that did, that belonged to nobody and therefore belonged to everybody. And he understands that that unity is holiness. You know, like Boimer, yes. Okay, so if now that we are distance away from Jerusalem and we don't have the ability to get there, how can we connect to that from distance? Very good. So there are, there are a few things that you can do as a family. And uh, we try in my house, personal house, to try and do the same as well. And, uh, and this is something that is also very, very bonding and opens up a very uh, sincere discussion between uh, the members of the family. And that is... Um, and that is just to sit down, sit down as a family in a special time, in a special moment. Um, it can be that each and every one of the family members makes something, a small thing. It has to be something that you create to, for a different family member that is chosen ahead of time, random, completely random. And when you sit down, then you need to say something good about that person. What is what is something good about that person that he stands out for? Find something good about that person and say it out loud. When you say it out loud, it becomes greater. It becomes brighter. It's something that that suddenly you look at. And that brings family together. And it brings a unity to the small corner piece of uh, of the Jewish uh, of the Jewish people. And that is the family. And if in Lag Boimer we celebrate the fact that the students of Rabbi Akiva have stopped dying because of... Into, Benny, before we continue, we do have to take a, a short ad break. Um, and when we come back, I'd like to go in discussing a bit more and maybe give us a bit of a guide around Jerusalem and what are the things we can use, uh, special unique ideas that we can adopt into Communication. So if you say, sit the whole family down and each one will find a compliment or something nice about his sibling or family member, are they different unique uh, items or places or things in Jerusalem that you can say, this symbols this compliment, this symbols that idea, this symbols this idea, and we can actually bring Jerusalem and the connection of all tribes and all Jews into our homes through isolation. But that we will have to do after the ad break. In the meantime, uh, I'm talking here with um, guide and educator Benny Berlin from Israel, and we are discussing how to uh, tour the country, connect to the country, and celebrate through isolation and quarantine these days. 101.9 FM, a short ad break, and we will be right back. 
Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. 101.9 Hi We are back in the middle of a very interesting discussion here with Benny Berlin, who is a tour guide in Israel and educator. And we are going through um, a tour together of symbolizing uh, different um, parts, I'd say, of Jerusalem, different parts of uh, what's happening today in Lake Boimer, and translating into our private homes and see how we can utilize them and connect for today. And right before the break, Benny was starting to tell us some about uh, some ideas, how to sit the family around and connect to these sites. So back to you, um, Benny. We were discussing a bit about the Tour of Jerusalem. If you can elaborate a bit more about, in a very practical way, what a person who doesn't necessarily have that much knowledge about tourism and about things like that can actually utilize that. Right. Um, so hello to everybody once again. And um, I would like to to bring it down also to different various places for those who do know. But also I, uh, I can give you um, in a couple of examples of what I'm talking about. So, for instance, if somebody is very devoted to something that he's uh, that is of his interest and he puts a lot of effort into it and is willing to, to do a lot for those hobbies or for those subjects that really interest him or her. And uh, then I could give, uh, for instance, an example when we tour around the old city and uh, um, let's say 200 years ago, 300 years ago, there was almost no Jewish presence or Ashkenazi Jewish presence in the city of Jerusalem. There was more of a Sephardic, uh, a Sephardic Jewish presence in Jerusalem. And here comes a group of uh, of students with their rabbi, and they bring all of their wealth, all of their money, all of what they have, in order to buy a plot in the city of Jerusalem, and uh, and build uh, a hostel over there, build houses, build a synagogue, and uh, and, and create Jewish uh, more Jewish presence in the city of Jerusalem. They lose everything. They're robbed along the way. They lose everything they have. When they arrive in Jerusalem, they take loans in order to build it up. Many years later, and a lot of and a lot of uh, stories that the property goes from the from Jewish hands to Muslim hands, and then back again to Jewish hands, and then is destroyed once again. I'm talking about a very very famous synagogue in Jerusalem, in the old city of Jerusalem, which is the Churva Synagogue. The Churva Synagogue that now stands. And towers over the skyline of Jerusalem and is a magnificent synagogue that everybody can come and uh, and visit, and uh, is a symbol of devotion to a place that people uh, were looking at and people were looking forward into arriving and putting a lot of effort into it. So that could be a nice symbol for, for instance, for somebody who is very devoted into uh, his uh, his interests. Okay. Um, interesting. So what else, what else can you give us another example, maybe from out of Jerusalem for another place, uh, that we can, um, use and connect and then we'll go again into the actual, uh, activity to see how we can make it work. Very well. Um, talking about like Boimer, uh, I w- naturally just focus on Meiron. Let's go up north, Meiron, the top of a mountain. 
It's an incredible place, beautiful views, a lot of green, a lot of trees, beautiful, beautiful scenery. And Miron is the place where Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai is buried. And during these 24 hours of Lai Baomer, usually over 500,000 people arrive on the scene over there. It's an incredible, incredible time to be there. The atmosphere is incredible. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Okay, so we are back in the middle of a interesting discussion. We had a bit of a uh, interesting times. Uh, we were talking to uh, Israeli guide Benny Berlin, who's doing very well, and a plane just flew, let's say, low over his house. So, uh, interesting times. In, but we always like to hear it's a army plane. With, as noisy as they are, we love to hear them and know that they're well and successful. So back to you, uh, Benny Berlin. We're talking about Meron and discussing a bit about um, using the Isra- Israeli sites and examples in order to bring in into activities. Correct. So uh, the story of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai is, of course, that he was speaking bad about the Romans, and that is why the Romans decided to to uh, to chase him. And he runs and hides in a cave. He runs and hides. Those days. Yep. Um, and that is that is the number one parallel between Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and uh, and us. We can definitely identify with the fact that he's stuck in a closed and confined area for, uh, he was there for uh, over 12 years. Uh, we definitely hope that we're going to be out of these confined areas uh, very soon, very quickly. But uh, we can definitely identify with the feeling of being stuck inside, inside a place. <laughs> Completely. Okay. <laughs> How would you connect it to somebody as a compliment? Right. Okay. So <clears throat> what, what I would like to do is that we can look at being stuck in two, in two, uh, different ways. And, uh, it can either be being stuck and, and I'm just stuck and I'm stuck with complaining of being stuck in the house, or I can use it as a time of becoming, of becoming greater, of becoming better of putting my time into thinking to the goals, into what I want to do, into those things that really are dear to me. And uh, and then when Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai comes out of the cave, he doesn't come out the same Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai that he's entered the cave. He comes out, the Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, the great mystical figure, the great person that that just elevated into different spiritual levels because he viewed that time as a time that he can use. He can use, it wasn't his idea to be stuck there, but he viewed that as a time that he can definitely use in order to elevate, in order to become something much bigger and much greater than uh, than what he used to. Something somewhat similar to, if I'm now going to take you outside into, into nature, then like butterflies. Butterflies that uh, they're in their cocoons, for that amount of time, but when they come out of their cocoons, they're just beautiful butterflies with incredible coloring. They did not just waste their time in the cocoons, but they were building up what they will become later on. 
That's that's a beautiful example. I mean, not only because we had uh, lots of butterflies going through South Africa not long ago, um, however, which we all got to see and enjoy closely, but the concept of using the time throughout the corona, throughout the times that we are home, I don't want to say stuck or trapped at home, but we're home. As somebody told me, I feel like I'm getting homesick. And I was like, but you are home. And he's, yeah, but I'm sick of it. So these things that are kind of getting a bit challenging, uh, but you're talking about to implement today that there will be a future, that we will be coming out and we will be butterflies that can uh, use what we achieved during the quarantine and actually um, bless them from it, I guess, and, and thrive. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the way we deal with it now is going to be how beautiful we're going to be when we are released from this quarantine right now. Completely. Okay. What, what can somebody that is at home anyways, but is fortunate enough to have a garden or to have um, some space around him? Can you mention anything specific we could start looking for and identifying and connecting to nature through our own homes? Absolutely. I want to give you a couple of examples that I do with very, very young children when I take them out into field trips um, in schools. Uh, and it doesn't really matter where we are. This is, uh, this is something that anybody and everybody can do, no matter where you are. It's, uh, it's, you take the, you take an area, doesn't matter what amount of area, but you take a certain amount of area, and you tell people to look for something great, something interesting that they find around. Give them the time, spread out all the way around, could be, with flowers, it could be a little bug, it could be a tree that suddenly is blossoming, it could be the shrubs that are now starting to grow, it could be a lot of different, a lot of different things. But go out, give them the time, give them the space, give them the area, something interesting that I found. And, uh, and then go from one piece to another, from one place to another, all, and, and look at all of those interesting things. And then start to learn about it. If you don't know about it, Google it. Go online. Ask people that might know a little bit more about the nature and about uh, the ecological systems and how they work. And uh, and that's a that's a very very easy uh, very easy method that we use from very young ages. Everybody finds something interesting, and uh, and that's one method that we use. Another method that that you can use is just to sit very, very quietly in, in your garden or on a porch or in a balcony. It doesn't really matter where. And uh, and start looking for for the birds that just fly by. Start listening. Nature has its own sounds, its own music. And start listening to that music. And start identifying the different birds that are around you, the different... It, the different things that are that are all around us that are part of the nature and look into them see what they're all about it's not just another bird each bird is very very unique different species of birds and and they are they're all looking for something and they don't come by coincidence into your garden or on this kind of tree or shrub it's because that that's what they like that's the habitat that they love and if you want to go a little further that it's that's enhancing those habitats. 
so that they can feel much more welcome, and then you'll receive many more of those birds in your garden. Those are, those are two methods that uh, that we use quite commonly and are very, very simple to, to do in any environment that we are in. Well, that's amazing. So we spoke about, uh, in the meantime, we spoke about the concept of uh, utilizing what we have in nature naturally and getting the best out of it and connecting to nature. I want to go back to what you started with because we did start a bit about the concept of what can we take in from Lagba Oimer and into our lives. So I'm going to summarize a bit of what you said earlier because time is running out. And you spoke about two concepts. You spoke about um, connecting to Rabbi Akiva, which the big story over there was um, respecting one another. So having everybody sit around the circle and each one giving a compliment, um, something good about somebody else, speaking it out loud. And you gave a few examples of connecting it to different sites in Israel and just identifying the good in each other. Uh, or a concept which you didn't, you kind of touched on, but I'd like to hear more about ideas and concepts of um, maybe taking um, missions upon yourself, like checking in on somebody, helping somebody, seeing who needs something good. How does that connect to what we were doing with Rabbi Akiva? Maybe you can discuss that a bit more. Right. So, uh, so the thing with Rabbi Akiva and his students, his students weren't honoring each other. And that is why they died during the time of, uh, up until Lagba And if we want to, to fix that, if we want to continue on the legacy of Rabbi Akiva, understanding that the legacy of Rabbi Akiva is of bringing everybody together and closer, then definitely at this time, the time of quarantine, this is a time that we can definitely do that. Look out for one another in our immediate family. Sometimes it's more difficult than looking after people that are not part of our immediate family, but definitely much more important than looking outside first. First look inside, see if there's a brother or a sister, or see if your parents or if your children or if your grandparents are in some kind of, of need or stress or need a, need a, a phone call from, uh, from anybody around. Be that person to make that phone call. Uh, look, look outside, look to the right, look to the left, see if you have a neighbor that may need some help and assistance or is in any type of need. That is something that brings people together. That is honoring people and seeing not only what you need, but looking outside of yourself and seeing what others need. And that is definitely much better than, uh, that is definitely what Rabbi Akiva was aiming at when he was talking about loving your fellow as yourself. So uh, because we're running out of time, let me ask you like this. If somebody wants an, any family in South Africa that would be keen and interested to maybe put some game together, a family activity, and they're looking to know a bit more about sites in Israel, about options, about different things and concepts. Um, can you give, can they be in touch directly with you? Absolutely. You can be directly in touch with me. Uh, my email address. Okay. What's your email address? My email address is benny.berlin, B-E-N-I dot B-E-R-L-I-N at gmail.com. Um, I'm on Facebook, Benny Berlin. On Instagram, I'm called Benny in Israel, in one word. 
And you can definitely be in touch with me, follow me, and see what I'm doing, because um, there's going to be much more coming virtually from now on. Okay, so BennyBerlin at gmail.com. It's the B-E-N-I dot B-E-R-L-I-N at gmail.com. If anybody wants to be in touch, hear about Israel, learn about Israel, and see what they can do um, and achieve um, within their homes through learning and gaining about Israel. I know you do all these courses and, and things through Zoom and Skype and all the technology. Uh, but that's anybody who wants to be in touch directly uh, with you about it. So, Benny, all I could say is thank you because uh, you're taking our leg Boimer from being stuck at home and isolated from the world to actually connecting to the country, connection to Israel, connecting to the spiritual aspect as well of bonding, of looking into the good, seeing the best of each other, investing in each other. And I guess that's all it's about. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, it's been an amazing and interesting conversation. Any of the listeners who want to follow up can be in touch with you at benny.berlin at gmail.com or um, listen to the podcast. should be up on the website by tomorrow. That was Benny Berlin, Educator Tour Guide from Israel. 101.9. We will take a short ad break and we'll be back right after. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. 101.9 Hi FM, Benny Berlin, with some very interesting concepts about how to connect to like how to connect to Israel, how to connect to each other throughout um, these holiday that's coming up and on the one hand we are in quarantine on our own on the other hand it's a time of connection and from there I want to go to a local idea that happened here that's happening here in Joburg of a beautiful challenge a beautiful concept of kids connecting to each other learning with each other achieving exactly what we need to do now in these days of isolation but these days of and let's hear all about it from the person who started it Good afternoon, Leanne Durek. Thank you so much for being with us. Afternoon, Rabbi. Thank you so, so much for inviting me onto your show. Okay. Tell me about, tell us about the challenge. Okay. So the challenge that myself and Nikki Merkin, who have been running a program called Twin Inspire, which we can chat about later, we decided that we wanted to invite all the grade three to six learners and offer them a Chabrusha challenge. And all they need to do is to find a friend, a family member, a cousin, anybody that they would like to learn with and connect via simple telephone, via Zoom, WhatsApp, any medium or technological way that they have to connect with them and to just learn 10 minutes a day. We're not prescribing what they need to learn in the Torah, any concept that will inspire them, that makes them feel good, and that they have this opportunity to connect with somebody else and learn some Torah from Lagba Omer all the way up to Shavuos. Okay. So the challenge is for anybody, at boys or girls in the age of grade three to six, that can come and yes. take upon themselves to learn for the next, uh, I'd say from now to Shavuos, so we'd say about three weeks, almost two and a half weeks. Is that correct? 
And then what we've done as well, rabbis, to, to, to just create some more excitement and motivation, we've actually um, got raffle prizes at the end where every Havrusa team of two people will go into a raffle, and we've got monetary prizes which we'll be distributing to the kids who have participated as well. Wow, amazing. So let's, before, now that we got the kind of the challenge, let's, let's hear a bit about more what's behind it, where it's, what are the roots of the concept. Um, you have, you have a program together, as you said, with Nikki Merkin that's been going here called, uh, Twin. Twin Inspire, because you get teens, and just before you become a teen, you're actually a tween. So that's really between ages okay. nine to twelve. So what happened was a couple of years ago, there was one December that Mrs. Merkin and I decided we were both here. We weren't going away. We knew a lot of families that were around. We were kind of just uh, toying with the idea of it's going to be a long five-week summer vac. What can we do to help the children in the community to stay connected to Tyro because there's no school, shuls aren't running any programs, and at the same time really help moms as well because every day everybody's thinking, where are we going, what are we doing, what can we provide for our children in terms of entertainment, and uh, we came up with an idea where we could perhaps offer um, an hour and a half uh, program every day where the kids could come and do either a craft or go on an outing, um, do some chesed, whatever it might be. And at the same time, we were in, we brought along a speaker who was either a teacher, a rabbi, a mechanach, somebody in the community who could be inspiring, who could share some Torah, a story. And that would be for 20 minutes part of the program every day. We thought we'd get a couple of kids, and it landed up that we were having between 40 and 50 kids every day we were running the program. So we realized that there really was a need that um, parents and kids, the kids wanted to get out there, have a good time, and enjoy themselves, and at the same time be connected to that bit of Torah and inspiration. And for the parents, they loved it because it was an opportunity to drop off their kids in a safe environment where they knew they could be having fun and doing amazing things and at the same time be in a structured environment where there was a bit of Torah uh, kind of drip irrigation going in as well. And uh, it was the year really where um, we did the program, Le'eloi Neshomas Avigal Bracha Bas Moishe. She had passed away in that December and we ran a girls' program um, for her Neshomas and it was very, very successful, and we actually used that as a launching pad. And from then, every holiday, we've run for boys, for girls, different programs. The boys are obviously more related around sport and treasure hunts and different challenges. And uh, we give them an opportunity to just be able to connect as an extramural activity. It's their own choice. It's not a forced program through anything. They come and have fun. They socialize. They're with friends. They can be in their own space. They can express themselves. And at the same time, we always make sure that there's some connection or element to Torah, but that's done in an inspiring way that can uplift them. In their own way. Amazing. We do need to take a short ad break, but right after the break, I want to go through the steps again of how to register, how to be part of the program, what it entails. So a short ad break, and we will be right back. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. We are back. And right before the break, we started a discussion with Leanne Duick, who is a mother in the community who saw a special, unique need for um, for the tweens, as you call them, uh, to inspire them, connect them, and give activities, and started a group of, a few years ago together with Nikki Merkin, another mother and um, professional that has been on the show more than once, and 
right now, what we are discussing is out of all the projects and all the programs that you have running, there's a special, um, I'd say, challenge, a special challenge through um, online, through Internet, um, to connect, which is fascinating because during these days of isolation, you found a way for kids to connect, um, not only through um, mandatory schoolwork or through communities, but just openly and freely. So let's go back to the challenge that you were speaking about, Leanne, and let's hear a bit about the process. So right before the break, you said that every child is that wants to join needs to take a um, a challenge upon themselves to learn from now, from Ladbaimer until Shavuos every day, whatever they want, as long as it's Torah, uh, for 10 minutes. So how do they register? How do they connect? How do, do you find the kids for them? Do they find themselves? How does it work? So they have a choice. Either they can choose somebody they'd like to learn with. It could be a friend, a sibling, um, even if they want to take it out of that realm and make it a cousin, a, a high school a mentor, um, a teacher, a rabbi, but ideally it's fun for them to just learn with their friends. That's what creates the achdos and the connection. But really they can choose who they want. If they don't have a chavrosa, I'll give you a number who they can call or message, and um, we will then put them together with another. It might not necessarily be someone the same age, but certainly someone who can learn with them and who can guide them. So that's really what it is. We are saying at least 10 minutes a day. Obviously, we encourage the kids to learn as much as they want. It's just a minimum of 10 minutes a day in that time period. And, um, yeah, just that they should find something that's inspiring, something that they can learn from. What we're going to do as well, rabbis, this coming Sunday, the following Sunday, for all those who are registered, we're going to have an online um a Zoom meeting with some speakers who are going to give them some chizuk and you are going to get some feedback from them and they can tell stories of what they're learning. So we will have time for them to all connect with each other as well. That's amazing. And I have to say that um, from my side, uh, one of the ways I heard, I've um, got introduced to the program is I got a phone call from a mother of a child who has um, – unique needs and 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 they didn't have a chavrusa for him and I actually found a different child who's very keen and excited to start learning with this child he doesn't know him and for different schools different backgrounds and this child has uh, um, unique needs and he was willing to adopt so um, and, and I think this is a call out to all parents even if your child is struggling with some extra challenge and even if they had go to a special school um, I'm very happy to keep and find them Chavrusa, uh, and I'm sure you can as well. And absolutely, this is for everybody, no exceptions, and we will make every effort to match somebody up and to learn at their level what they're capable of learning, and make it exciting and fun for every child who participates. Amazing. How does one register? We have to end up so this quickly. How does one register? Okay, so if I can just give a number that they can either message or call. It's okay. 08. Four. Yes, oh eight four. Five two five. Okay. Six four eight seven. Okay, so it's four five two five six four eight seven. 
and they need and to they register. And they can speak to Aura, who is actually Nikki Merkin's daughter, who is just taking the calls and getting all the chabrosas together. And um, from there, if she needs to put it on to me, I will then deal with any cases that need to be dealt with. But she's a very capable young lady, and between her and my daughter, Jenna, they'll be working it all together, and they will find chabrosas and match everybody up. Amazing. What an inspiration. Thank you so much for the project. Thank you, Rana, for the Thank time. Thank you so much for being with us. It's been great. Thank you, Rabbi. Absolutely. Pleasure. Thank you so much. So another shaz comes in and uh, 101.9. Enjoy your life. Stay safe for this week and we will be back. Please God next Monday discussing about more concepts of education and growth. 101.9 with Rabbi G. See you next week.